Diplomacy? Holding action, Band-Aid. And you know where I learned that. Bogota. You didn't ask, you just did what had to be done. I can bring order to the lives of seven billion people by sacrificing 20 million. It's the next step, Nick. You have the courage to take it. No, I have the courage. Listeners, assemble! The Winter Soldier, and let's get best reaction. It was awesome. It was awesome. I really liked it. Oh, I'm so I, glad. I'm, I'm, I was afraid I wouldn't, honestly, because Chris loved it so much, and that doesn't always lend itself to me liking it also. But, uh, yeah, it, was, the first it time. was really good. I really enjoyed it. I think this is the first one that you and I have both loved, maybe equally. Because, yeah, oh, it was really good kept moving i cared about the people like the new people trying to figure out who these other people are that i might know <laughs> i really really enjoyed this one and i got real worried because early on they do they are a little hokey a little much some when of when, when captain america takes on the, the the little um quinjet is what they're called that's a little hokey. It pushes it a little bit. It's a lot hokey. They 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 stick to their rules for the most part, but they they kind of stretch them to their limit. But overall, that, I really I really enjoyed this. I don't even mind that now. Right. At the time, I commented on it, mm-hmm. but I think because you were worried it was going to be that oh, all the time. But. Uh, Overall, I don't even remember that hokey part now. Had you not reminded me, I probably would not have thought about it mm-hmm. because I just really enjoyed the movie overall. Yeah. It, it, I, I, I've i watched it so many times and it's always great. And I'll probably watch it again tonight when I get home as I'm cleaning up my apartment because it's just that good as far as I'm concerned. And it works on so many levels. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Very, I mean... Me too, because this would have been an awful conversation now <laughs> if I hadn't. I'm just good possibility it would not have been a good podcast had well, I not enjoyed it because we'd be here arguing. Well, I think you liking it or not, we usually get a pretty good record because you you can talk about things that either you liked and people like hearing your new perspective or things you don't like, people like hearing that. So... As long as you talk, we're good. <laughs> I can talk. I don't I don't have a problem talking. Oh. One of the things that I really like about this movie is it follows a very recognizable pattern, but it still is enjoyable. And and you were picking out, oh, he's the bad guy. He's probably not really dead. You know, this is you know, this do I know him? Like even when you saw the Winter Soldier, you're like, should I know him? Like you recognize that maybe you're supposed to know something more than you do. Yes, because that has happened frequently. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, do you recognize him? We saw him four movies ago. Um, you're lucky I remember the last one we watched. But I'm starting to recognize the characters. Yes. Uh, and be able to pick up, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
a little bit of backstory in my own head, even though I don't always say it out loud, but sometimes I do. <laughs> but yes, when we when the Winter Soldier appeared, oh well, it had been several times in. When you really get a good glimpse, I'm thinking when his eyes were exposed for the first time. That's I'm when thinking, you were like, "Should I know him? Should I know this guy? <laughs> I don't remember there being a robotic arm guy before." I don't remember there being a guy without an arm before. I really racked my brain trying to figure out if I should know who this is. Turns out I should know who it is, but not in that context, because I thought the guy was dead and he hasn't appeared again. (laughs) No, he hasn't, because he was dead. He has had an effect on the world, though, as we heard and as we'll see in other movies. So, like, we're not done with him, which is great. Well, right now he's in a cage. No. He was not in a box? No. At, no, no. Oh, no. Those no, that's right. People. He wasn't. He Those was were two other Captain crazy. America Museum. That's right. He was in the museum. He the was Smithsonian. He was about himself. Yes. He was learning <laughs> about himself because they made him forget about himself. They electrocuted his brain. Yes. They were not nice people. But this movie does such an excellent job not only building on the world that has come before, but building on Captain America's story and kind of really playing with that idea we've talked about where he doesn't really know his place in the world, so he's trying to just No, fit bless in. his heart, he's so confused. He doesn't know where he belongs. But he's, he's starting to figure it out. He, yes. By the end, he's like, no, no, this is who I am. This is what it needs to be now because things can't go the way they were. And that really brings us into the little details throughout the movie because at the very beginning... You get him in that dark outfit. Yes. He's got, even his shield isn't colored as brightly. Right. It's all dark. It's still red, white, and blue, but it is like almost sanded to almost nothing. It's almost like you can tell he had a conversation with them about that and was like, no, I need those colors. And they were like, well, here's the compromise. And that, that sequence on the boat is so good when he's just mowing through everyone. Yes, that's amazing. And it it shows, like, he's trying to be this secret co-op or strike team type person. And he's really good at it. But he never feels good about it. And that's shown. Because that's not who he is. Exactly. He's And he, he addresses that later. I try to just step in and take orders. But this is not the organization he can take orders from. Right. And maybe he's not even built to take orders anymore. Nope, he was told he was in charge now by Fury. <laughs> You're the captain now. <laughs> captain. That, okay, I gotta tell you, yes. I gotta go into a little piece because it, it amused me. I love it. The war games. Oh, yeah. Little war games. <laughs> Do you want to play a game? That was amazing. <laughs> because even I got that. I heard you giggle, and then Captain America's like, I, I know. <laughs> and it's it, it really, that dynamic is such a great dynamic in this movie. They should be dating. No. Yes! No. I want them to date! I, you, you are not alone, but I think this movie really sets them up as like a brother and sister dynamic so well. Because they are, they're, they're kind of just chatting as they do their job. And even once he... Do you realize you can actually chat and have a, have a normal relationship with your lover also? I know, but she's also trying to set him up with other people she's i know i really just i'm i'm saying i know i know you can but i really feel like they have a a friendly 
sibling dynamic to them more than a dating dynamic. And I, I know. And I really like that for them because it allows Natasha to be who she wants to be with him. And I think that's important for her. With Captain America, with Steve Rogers, she doesn't have to put on a face, which is something new to her. I don't get the sibling dynamic at all. I did not get a sibling dynamic from them. Period. Nothing like that. I think you're reaching. Far reaching. To find a sibling dynamic there. I mean, we are allowed to have different opinions. and Yes, I and you're wrong. Say you're wrong. I will. I'm nice. I'm not. And, I mean, even though you are completely wrong, I will not say that. Well, that's fine. <laughs> you can be over there and pretend you're nice. I don't even... Either way, it is nice. a great dynamic. It is a great dynamic. And they play off each other well, and they, you see their uncomfortableness with each other and with making some of these choices both directions. Like, Captain America is not comfortable with the way she's doing things. And then when Nick Fury supposedly dies, she's rudderless and doesn't know who to trust. But she knows Fury trusted him. Then Fury reveals that he is alive. And he says, I didn't know who to trust. You see her face. Like, she literally had just said, I gave myself pretty much fully to S.H.I.E.L.D. thinking I was doing good. And we know that it was Fury who got her in. Yes. So... To not be trusted by the man that you thought you should be trusted by and that you trusted completely. And Can that you say the word trusted one more time? Trusted. Thank you. I didn't think I'd heard it enough. It, it, it wrecked her. And you don't... That's that's what I've always liked about Black Widow. When she breaks, she doesn't cry. It just It's a momentary, like, her face just kind of flattens. She loses her facade for a minute. It is. And, it, and it's just... What, what's cool is what they... they hinted at it they've never talked about her background but you know she was trained and conditioned to be an assassin because that's what she said she's part of the kgb she was an assassin she had a particular set of skills but you realize you're boring me you're probably boring the people listening to i'm not they they, they want to hear you and i'm just talking until you talk so you well, jump in whenever you want you're just rambling i i am because i'm i'm happy but you can oh, jump I'm glad in. you're happy. I'm not happy well, anymore because you won't stop talking. Then say something. Let's talk about something different. Okay, then pick something. Let's talk about how in the heck could Hydra grow within S.H.I.E.L.D. without tipping any, you know the word I'm looking for. Alarms. Yes, they're tripping any alarms, anything. I mean... Fury, you know, said, well, obviously he knew something because he locked the, I mean, I'm holding my fingers like, <laughs> you know, that little zip drive he, he thingy, drive. the little drive. He had his suspicions. And so that's why he hired the terrorists and then sent Natasha to get this data and figure out what's going on. The reason Hydra grew within it is because some of the founding members were also Hydra. So creepy. So, because we saw, like, during the, the recap Zola was giving us, we saw the founding of S.H.I.E.L.D. with Peggy, who was his Captain America's love interest in the first movie. Right. And who was the old lady. I yes, got that. yes. I'm just making sure. He thinks I'm stupid. No, I don't. And I have record of it on the podcast, so you all know that's a lie. And her son even came down and pointed out earlier. That I was a moron. That you were smart. Yeah, he was he was being sarcastic because I couldn't figure out why my television wouldn't work. Y'all, I had knocked it out of the 
plug. Yep. And to be fair, she'd have she has had issues because there's a shared TV. Um. Yes. There's connection. a yeah. Yes. And so I thought. So there were so many levels. Was, and I had been shoving things around, cleaning and whatever today. And apparently, when I plugged the vacuum cleaner into the same strip, I knocked the plug for the TV out. I couldn't figure out why it wouldn't come on. <sighs> so he was just being a little fart. But I have legitimately and genuinely said you were smart. That's because I am. All the way through this podcast. You have. Anyway. We know Hydra grew up through with S.H.I.E.L.D. as it was founded. Yes. And so when you when you are in on the ground floor, you can kind of... Hide in plain sight. Exactly. You can, you can control the flow of information. It was really good, though. I got to tell you, they did it very well because I... I was engaged. I'm like, how did they do that? Oh, my gosh. What is going... <gasps> you know, mm-hmm. and for me... Yeah. You know, for me, watching a movie, I want that. I, I'm yelling at, I was yelling at the TV. I was yelling at the TV. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you know, I really liked this one if I was yelling at the TV because I was really <laughs> engaged. I was yelling at them. Don't lose the card! <laughs> it's important. And it, it kind of, once it starts, once the, the tempo starts picking up, it never lets it up. It doesn't. No. I, it was, re- I, I I highly recommend this one. It, There's only been a few of these that I could honestly say I would highly recommend and I would watch again intentionally. Mm-hmm. This is definitely one of them. And I'm pretty sure the other one is Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's. I enjoyed the Guardians of the Galaxy. I also enjoyed. um. I don't remember already. I forgot. We've got three Iron Men. We've got two Captain America, two Thor, Hulk, Avengers. Marvel. Captain Marvel, that's right. I enjoyed Captain Marvel. And I enjoyed both Captain America movies, for sure. Definitely Thor's I will never watch again. (laughs) I think you're going to like three then. Based on this movie now, I think you're going to like Thor 3. Actually, a friend of mine at work who I was discussing this podcast and what we were watching and the different things we were doing with also thought I, what's that one called? Ragnarok. Yes. Cause that's what she said. I'm like, uh, <laughs> Nope. Got no idea what that is. So must not have watched it yet. Cause surely I'd remember that word. You definitely would. <laughs> and, um, she also said she thought I would really like that one. Also, mm-hmm. even having not really enjoyed the first ones. This movie you can't even just break down as easily as some of them into pieces. It's hard because everything kind of builds on everything else. And it is continual. It's It was nonstop. I mean, once we got into the real meat of the... Once they attacked Fury, it just went Oh, full man. Throttle. I was mad. I was flat mad. And I was mad at Chris for making me watch this movie where they <laughs> killed off Fury. That she wasn't really was. nice. I didn't like it. She was very upset. <laughs> and I told Chris I was going to be mad at him if he was dead. And then I said, you know what? He's not dead. That's not how this works. That's that, yep. It I was called exactly it. like that. And I knew from the beginning that Mr. Secretary, I don't even know what his Pierce. name is. Pierce was the bad guy. Yep. It, He's smarmy. He I didn't of, like he it. He kind of has that look to him, doesn't he? 
well, it's the pompous, egotistical thing. He was a little too... Well, and the story he tells at the beginning is all about taking action regardless of what anyone else allows. So even there, he's setting the stage. And every time he's in front of the council, he's saying, hey, this is how it has to be. Fire me if you have to. Like, I think I think he does that twice. Like, this is how it's got to be. And just kind of shuts him down. And then leaves. And shuts him off. And turns him off. Turns like, him off. I thought, you got ends the meeting. rude. He's rude. So, like, he, he definitely had that arrogant quality to him early on. Well, and then... I knew I was I knew I was right when immediately after Fury says we got to shut Insight down, we got to put it on hold, whatever he said, yeah. you know, ask him to hold him for 2 weeks, whatever he said. That's immediately after that is when he got attacked by all the police that weren't police. Yep. And I'm still that whole police chase shooting up the entire city thing i'm having trouble with that that really really there's that many shots fired because there were a bazillion yeah there's that many shots fired in a downtown street nobody else calls the cops well they might think it's cops but still mm-hmm. the fact that they then on a high-speed chase and crashing into four million cars didn't pass a single real police officer? Seriously? That's ridiculous. I, and I think I said during the movie that... Oh, he tried to they, rationalize that nonsense. that they had taken the cops that were supposed to be in that area and or subverted them. Because, again, Hydra. There's also the possibility that S.H.I.E.L.D. being the in this world, the highest level intelligence agency can put a blackout and say, look, we're running an op or there is something going on in here. We are handling it. This is not a public law enforcement matter. There's there's a lot yeah, of We're ways. just going to kill a bunch of civilians, but don't worry about it. You know, I, I wouldn't think most of the civilians died. Most of them survived. There are a few times where a car got blown up and definitely they were shooting bazillion bullets. You cannot tell me they didn't ricochet off. Oh sure, that some, I'm sure some people truck that hit. had all that the, the bulletproofness happening to it. Yeah, I mean, definitely there are. There's dead people. There, there are the there, dead people were civilians, not all of them, but you can't tell me there weren't casualties. Th- there is. There's always fallout, and I think Pierce is the one who said. You can't build something new without first putting your hands in the muck. Yes. I can save 7 billion people by killing 20 million. Well, yeah. That was, yeah. That he was, did say that, or 2 million, 20 yeah. million, no, that, whatever no, he that said. Was, that was later. <laughs> that was later. That was when but, he was revealed as the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, well. He, he, it's interesting, though, because. He gets, he's the dick of the movie. Yeah. I, 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 I don't even need a moment, everybody. This is my dick moment of the movie. Pierce. <laughs> there you go. Pick out pretty much any time he was on the screen, he wins. <laughs> it's interesting, though, because Captain America uses not the same logic, but the same mentality of you have to tear down what's there before you can build something better with S.H.I.E.L.D. 
and Hydra. He says it's all the same thing. It all has to go. So he's saying we got to tear it down. This it's not salvageable because Fury wanted to salvage it. Yes, but, Fury was wrong. I mean, yeah, I I I understand where Fury was going or coming from because he built it. His he thought he's right. building his whole life. He put right. so much into it. But I mean, yeah, Hydra was there. They they corrupted everything. You have to at least tear it to the ground and start over, which sounds like he's trying to do. Be interesting to see what happens next. I'm kind of annoyed that I don't know what happens next now. Well, next you're not even going to get a continuation I, of Earth yeah. Story. I, he never lets me next, know what watch happens the next. Second Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's what's next. That's next. Awesome. And then Avengers: Age of Ultron. Cool. So I have I had some issue picking out a nerd physics moment because there are actually a few. Yeah, there are. I I wrote down two major ones that have always bothered me, and the first one being when Fury gets away by carving a hole through the ground. Oh, good. Explain that one to me, because that makes no sense, does it? I've never been able to. I the closest I've come is maybe there's a tunnel right below where he yeah, was. Yeah, I'm like, okay, he got the thing. I thought he was gonna zap him <laughs> when he when he when he lit up his stick. Yes, that 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 was what you were supposed to think. I thought he was going to zap him, and then there was no zapping, and there was a hole in the car. And I thought, okay, he cut a hole in the car. That's great. Where did he go? Well, apparently, you cut through the asphalt and the rock and the ground underneath it, and you end up maybe in China. I don't know. Didn't you try to dig a hole to China when you were a kid? <laughs> What's interesting, though, is when he pulls it out, that whatever that device is, and lights it up, He's got both hands on it like a lightsaber, and it looks very much like a Mace Windu moment from, because he was Mace Windu in Star Wars movies. Oh, I wouldn't know that. Oh, I could put the Star Wars movies on her. No, you absolutely cannot. I'm not watching those. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. So it was just interesting because I'm like, oh yeah, he had a he had a lightsaber and he just carved a hole and then went into the tunnel that was below. But like we never see the tunnel. We just see the car and we yep. see the asphalt and we but see. But I have to tell you. Soon as the girl told him there was music on in his house, which why would you? Oh, I think you left your stereo on. Really, he's about to walk in. Don't you think he's gonna figure out he left his stereo on? <laughs> but I get it, because it turns out she's his bodyguard. Yep. So she had to tell him. But if it was just a random friendly neighbor, why would you say that? <laughs> anyway, it's kind of dumb as he's standing there with his key in hand. I thought, oh, Fury's gonna be in there. Yep, you did call that right away. So these movies might be a little predictable. They are, but... But some, it's fantastic! Even predictable, it can be done well. Yes, they did a really good job. My other potential nerd physics moment is the bunker. When they when they got bombed and they survived. Yeah, which was pretty interesting since all they did was fall in a little shallow hole, apparently. Well, it wasn't shallow. They could stand up in it. But still, yeah. Well, and it's it's that... Because we see the explosion over them. But also, they definitely went into a bunker and took an elevator down. And then there was a bigger hole underneath. Yeah, and they they find the facility where Zola is. And then the missile explodes the facility. Captain America somehow keeps them alive by holding a shield over them, which was okay, bad we'll, enough. Okay, we'll, like, we'll, we'll, we'll accept of, it. We'll let that go. But then they, they just stand up at ground level. Well, and the people are coming... Okay, so yeah, we right bombed them, first of all. We're bombing, and then people are just walking in. 
randomly, but this we're supposed to be deep underneath, right? Kind of seemed like we were. We rode a while. Yeah, it, it, it made it look like they were moving down a lot pretty fast. And so, uh, yeah. But yet, the goons just walked on in like they were just right there. Well, yeah, when, when we see the wreckage, like, we don't, it's not a big hole. Captain America picks up Black Widow and just walks away. Like, right there, almost, like, maybe a little lower than ground level. Right, but it seems like it else? should be much lower than that, and, like, all that stuff should have sunk in a big hole in the ground. Right, That that that's what I'm saying. So Yeah, that's between bad. Between those, they're, they're both things in the ground moments. <laughs> yes. I, I could have picked out other little things, but those are the big ones that stand out to me. I, I feel like those are the ones, really, that, that deserve to be called out for being just above and beyond ridiculous. And I can't. I don't think I can pick one. No, uh, they're equally. They, they, yeah, they're both yeah, equally they, silly. They're equally ridiculous. Something really. fun that you you wouldn't have noticed, but you will hear about later when they're listing the names of people who are targets that they pull that guy out of the cafe, and they're interrogating him for what Insight does. The guy they saved from the boat. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So they're interrogating him. And he's listing people. He's like, you know, it's going to find, you know, uh, a kindergartner and this and that. And you and Stark and Stephen Strange. They they peppered Stephen Strange in there. Do you recognize that name? Nope. Okay. You wouldn't because unless you had heard about Doctor Strange, the movie that's in phase three. Okay, he, well, he's yeah. He's someone coming and they peppered his name in here. That's funny. Which, was, which is great. They start, they're starting to layer things in earlier. Which There's is layering. Yeah. It's like cake. <laughs> oh, cake. Onions have layers. Yes, but I prefer <laughs> cake. <laughs> Another interesting little thing is Pierce says they're on the precipice between order and chaos. And he talks about pushing, giving a push, and I think it's to chaos. That, that's exactly what I was going to point out. He says, I'm going to give it a push. He doesn't say which direction. No, well, he doesn't have to. He's an ass. Yeah, I think he thinks he's pushing it towards order because they're going to control things. But it it would not have gone that way. It's definitely towards chaos, accidentally. <laughs> not accidentally. Well, I don't think he they're means doing it, it to all, go act. They're killing chaos. 20 million people on purpose. But they chaos. think that's going to make it controllable, like make the population controllable. Oh, because fear? Yeah. Well, and because you're, like you're him. eliminating the wild elements. Really? Eliminating kindergartners. People who are going to grow up to become subversive or against your cause. Yes. I don't like him. <laughs> That's why he got the dick moment of the movie. And so my other awesome thing about this movie, like story's great. Development of character, the way it's all layered. Awesome. The music. Oh, it's so good. I didn't even notice the music. Oh, man. So at the very beginning, we start hearing Cap's theme, and then when he gets on the boat, all of a sudden it's it's almost like you're hearing it behind a wall. It's like, doo, 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 doo. but then every time he gets into the fight and they see him, you hear the full theme. So he'd switch in between like a stealth mode and like a combat mode. I didn't notice at the very end. I just watched the movie, people. I didn't pay attention part to the of, music. Part of what you like about the movie, though, is the way it kind of engages you. And whether you are noticing it or not, I think the music adds to that engagement. Because at the very end, when Captain America gets saved, you, you're hearing his theme again. And it's just the piano. It, it's just very slow 
and soft. Ding, ding, ding. And it's just kind of slowly working you in. And then it gets dragged up. And like the way just his theme goes through these mutations and the way his theme mixes with that like brain disjointed theme of the Winter Soldier. Super cool stuff. And it's it's super cool, everyone. Super cool. But yeah, that's just that I'll is I'll have to pay thing. attention next time. Probably not. <laughs> All right. So we've got super and normal moments to cover. We do have to cover those. And I uh you know what? I might I I'll have to think of a, a superhero moment while I talk about my super normal. Okay. Um and mine's not actually doesn't go to a person. It's kind oh. of a it's a scene. Okay. It is when Natasha and uh Steve go to uh Falcon, I don't know his name. Sam. Sam go to Sam's house cuz they don't know where else to go because his Steve thinks he can trust him, which yeah. obviously he can. But that that moment where you know we need someplace safe because everybody we know wants to kill us. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you go you go where you think you're safe. Yeah. That's so. Yeah, that's my super normal. <laughs> because I mean, what would you do? You'd go to whoever you thought. You could trust. Yeah. you, And he has no reason not to think he can trust him because he's not involved in any way in any of that. Right. And And with the bits that he's seen of him, there's no reason to think he would be anything but a straightforward guy. Right. So. And he knew he was in the military, but not affiliated with S.H.I.E.L.D. So, yeah, he's got a lot going for him in that department. And so I need a superhero moment. Man, there's probably a lot of them in this movie. Because, I mean, just <laughs> one of my favorite superhero moments is Natasha. Okay. In at the end of the movie when she looks like the old lady and then she kicks butt <laughs> in the boardroom or wherever. I mean, whatever, wherever we are, where the council meets, whatever. Yeah. And she surprises Pierce. Yeah. But I just yeah. So that that was that was pretty <laughs> old lady awesome. Kicking butt and then old she lady and I didn't realize it was her until of course she showed us cuz I've never seen this before. So it was pretty was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's a really cool thing. She was all in all she was pretty cool in this movie cuz a lot of when we first met her the first time I was not like I all. did not like her. I was not impressed. I thought it was ridiculous. It but has since then, gotten much better. Her. I have liked her, and I've even liked the different scenes, the fighting scenes with her, mm-hmm. whereas her first one I thought was just ridiculous. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've i really liked watching you change your opinion on her because I knew this was coming, so I knew I really liked her. And I don't see some of the... I don't see things the way you do, obviously. So when you first said you really didn't like her, I was like, oh, God, I hope she likes me later because I like her a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, tell us your moments. Okay, my superhero moment is going to Natasha. Okay. Because as she's uploading everything, Pierce says, your secrets will be out there too. And her hands pause. Like, 
You literally see her hands are typing, yeah. and she stops, and then she goes on, and she's like, "This is more important than me." That yeah, than than me and any of this. This stuff needs to be out there so the truth can be known because that's what she said from the beginning. She was saved, and she was trying to do right. Yes, and that's what she's been trying to do. And finding out that what she's been doing has actually been helping bad the bad guys. Oh, that was hard for her. And now she's put her trust in Captain America. So if Captain America, Steve Rogers, her friend, or if you're on Beth's side, her love interest, says this is the right thing to do, she's trusting him. Yes. And she's willing to sacrifice herself for it. And that is superhero. Yeah, that's awesome. No powers, no nothing. She is being superhero. And I love it. And my super normal moment, I think, has to go... I'm going to give it to that moment between Steve and Nick Fury because you very clearly see the two sides that Steve is really trying to balance between at the very beginning. He is standing at attention. He is saying, I need to know what's going on. I can't lead if there, I don't have the information. And Fury's like, you need to get with the program. I have to compartmentalize because this is not, this is not an open military. He, he's he's saying, we need to keep things secret and compartmentalized. You do your job. I'll have other people do theirs. Steve's saying, I need the information if I'm going to lead correctly. So you see the two paths that Steve is trying to walk at the same time. Yeah. And it's such a normal thing for me to look at the path you're trying to walk and the path you feel is right to walk and try and not know which way is the right way to go ultimately. Because the world's so much different now for him. Absolutely. So he's, he has to question, is what I'm thinking is right the right move? So he's trying other things. He's trying to go this other route. Use his skills for what he sees as good, but he keeps getting stymied by Fury doing things. And even then Fury like reveals insight, thinking that's going to set him at ease. And it just puts him more on edge. Yes. Like you're going to preemptively take people out? That's not that's not freedom. So you in that office moment you really see what i feel is a very normal dichotomy that a lot of people run into the two paths and which is right and unsure which one to walk which fork do you take yeah it's and i I just i love the whole movie like you it's hard to pull one out but i think that's where my normal moment i really resonate with the normalcy of that moment gotcha it yeah this this one is unlike a lot of the others where it just flows mm-hmm. and there you can't it's not like pick scenes apart it's yeah. all seemed together very well yeah because even even like the transition from when steve is coming in as a member of shield talks to pierce to when he leaves the building in that it's one scene really he comes in talks to pierce he's starting to leave the building and now he's a fugitive. And they all come into the, the elevator. Like, you can feel the malice, but they all have good reasons to be there. Like, And they're comes all on. looking different directions yeah. and all acting like they're part of another thing. But And that's where you see the duality that Steve, like, Steve is very black and white, very direct. But he's been walking this path long enough now. He's seeing things. So he sees the hand on the gun. He sees the way people are standing, the way some people are sweating a little more. Like yeah. the, the earpiece in the guy in the suit who shouldn't have an earpiece. That's weird. 
Also, the the two suit guys who had the briefcases, which the handles detached. Yeah. That's super cool to me. It's such a simple little thing. And you can tell they designed for it because there's that metal bar running around the top Mm -hmm. of the elevator. Like, that whole scene is just great because you'd think this guy has no chance, even though he is a super soldier. Numbers are going to get him. But, oh, yeah, you're right. Everything just flows. It was really, it was really, all in all, a really good movie. Even for those like me who just want to be entertained, who just want to engage with the characters Mm -hmm. to care about something and to just enjoy a movie. You wouldn't have to see any of the others. This is just a good, even standalone movie that somebody could just enjoy. But apparently it's got enough nerd stuff in it that nerds enjoy it too. It, it, it definitely gives you what you need to know the movie, know all the bits of the movie because at the beginning he goes in, and you can tell it's something he does normally, and he goes through the Captain America exhibit, sort of maybe trying to reconnect with that past, that duality thing again, and you get Bucky I love Barnes. it when he steals his own outfit. That's awesome. <laughs> but in that first moment, you get Bucky Barnes is the only one who was lost. So right there, when we see him again, because they show us his face, right. tell us he was lost, then we see him. Oh my God, what the heck? And that, and that is pretty much what you did when I told yeah. you who it was. Yes, because I <laughs> didn't, I, I was not connecting the dots. I thought it was pretty cool that after Steve did that with himself and then shushed the kid in there, you know, <laughs> it was really cute. But then to have Bucky doing the same thing at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, is this, who am I? Yes. Is where he is, because we mean, know some of his memories come back. Well, yeah, once the neurons be able to work properly again after being zapped. Yeah, because essentially what they were doing before then was they'd thaw him out, they'd zap him, they'd send him out, they'd put him back under ice. And then, like, it was quick. They even made a mo- note of saying he's, he's been out too long. long. So I, what I imagine is he has to, there has to be a certain amount of time before he can then go back if he's not within a certain frame. Like, it's, it's a weird thing they don't really expand yeah, on. But, yes. I wish they would, but they make a point of, we can't just freeze him again. Right. We have to try and wipe him and go on. And, and that uh, creates the issue. <laughs> well, and, you know, you realize what kind of people you're dealing with. Yeah. When they hook him up to zap him and he's screaming in pain. And Pierce just walks out, no expression on his face, just mm-hmm. goes on about his day That's like nothing's happened. And no no concern for anybody else. It's amazing. That final fight between the Winter Soldier and Captain America was my favorite to watch you through. Because he gets that, that first chip out and he's going to put the next one and you're like, get in! Get in! And then he gets hit and he drops. He goes, no, no, you dropped the thing! And Go get the thing! Don't lose the thing! <laughs> then he gets thrown there. She's like, grab it! Grab it! Oh, good! He grabbed it. And then he gets hit and it knocks out. Oh, no! It's over there! You were like, it was it was awesome. Yes. I was you I was so sitting into up, it. yelling at the TV, jumping, and oh my gosh, but he's your friend! Oh my gosh! Ah! Yes. There was a lot of oh my goshing. It was, it was my favorite thing to watch. Of he, you do so far. I was I was a little bit animated. I I love it. I love that you're getting into some of these movies. It's great. That's scaring me. 
So before we watch the trailer, I think I got to predict the next movie. You're the way you'd like it. I, I think I was right about this. Well, maybe I was wrong because I didn't say you'd like it enough. I think you said, I don't remember what you said. I think I, I may think... have said you're going to like it, but not to the degree that I do. And I think I'm wrong. I, I think, think you're wrong. I, think I you... love it when you're wrong. I love it when I'm wrong, too, especially when it's better than when I... that's usually when I'm going to like the next movie. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I, I think I you're hope. Like is it. it as good as the first one? I, you know, I think it's better, but I also didn't like the first one as much as you did. So I don't, I'm, I don't, uh, I think you're going to like it. No telling. But I think it's going to get a little, like you like to say, kitschy. Oh, all right. Well, we'll see. We will see. Next time on Saga of the Stones, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I'm so excited! (laughs) We just watched the trailer. And you know what? Chris goes on and on and on about the soundtracks. I'm going to love this one. (laughs) I'm so excited. And it's going to be funny. And there's a baby Groot. And yes, I'm so excited. I can't wait to watch this one. I personally think this is better than the first one because they've already established everybody. They can just tell the story. And the trailer, I, I'm i okay on the trailer. I, I like kind of how it peppers things in. What did you think in general about the trailer? It just got you excited? Yeah, I'm just excited. Is that not <laughs> enough for you? I'm excited. I'm just asking. I, I'm glad you're excited. So we will see how you like the actual movie. And... We'll see you then. I'm Beth. And I'm with you to the end of the line. Thanks for listening to Cinematic Sagas, a part of the As If You Didn't Know network. Episodes release every other Wednesday. That jaunty tune you hear is Comic Hero by Kevin McLeod, and he's used under the Creative Commons license. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. We would love to hear from you, so send emails to saga at asifydk.com, our Twitter and Instagram handles, asifydk, and our website, asifydk.com. That's the words as, if, and the letters Y, D, K. See you there.